It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments today in a high-stakes clash over digital privacy. Microsoft faced off against the Trump administration over giving the government access to information stored on the tech giant's servers in Ireland. It revolves around a search warrant the government served on Microsoft five years ago for emails it says would show evidence of drug trafficking. Microsoft refused to turn them over. Joining me from our San Francisco studio is Matt Larson, Bloomberg Government Technology Litigation Analyst. Matt, the government served Microsoft, a U.S. company, with a subpoena for the emails of someone suspected of drug trafficking, emails it could access in the U.S. Why didn't Microsoft turn them over? Yeah, so Microsoft here is looking at a global industry, cloud computing. Um, people you know, living in the U.S., living in any country, can technically store data on servers abroad. That's how we have cloud access and how you can get data from a bunch of different uh, points all over the globe. And so from Microsoft, this is a huge... Uh, a huge business concern, particularly in the post-Snowden era, where a lot of uh, a lot of countries are um, wary of what access other countries have to their data. So, from Microsoft, they're looking at this, saying, if we have data that's stored abroad in Ireland, it's not necessarily good for business to allow any government, including the U.S., to to bypass existing laws and, and treaties by which countries can coordinate to provide information. It's not it's not good for business to allow them to bypass that and grab data that lives in another country. What was the government's argument? The government's argument is, uh, you know, kind of taking the other side, looking at it from a law enforcement uh, perspective, looking at it from an efficiency perspective when trying to get information. Microsoft is a U.S. company. The government argues the, the distinction is a little bit artificial just because they decide to send data abroad. You can still instruct the U.S. company to uh, to engage in you know minorly uh, uh, burdensome activity to pull that information. It's a little bit more complicated than just a couple clicks of a button, but because Microsoft resides in Washington in the U.S., uh, they should be able to to pull that information. Uh, so that's kind of what the government is looking at. It's easier just to go to the company, have them pull it directly, and provide that uh, in response to a warrant or a subpoena. At the oral arguments, Chief Justice John Roberts said it's not the government's fault it's stored overseas. And many observers who were there said the Supreme Court seemed likely to rule against Microsoft. How would a ruling against Microsoft affect the tech world? 
Yeah, I think all all tech companies are are a little on edge after oral arguments today. Everybody kind of agrees that Congress needs to to step in here, but you know, looking at it, there is uh, if you're a U.S. provider, and now there's case law that uh, that U.S. courts can. Um, can get records from data that's stored abroad. That's bad for business in Europe. Um, you know, if you're a European uh, customer, you might be looking for uh, for other Europe, European-based or, or even localized uh, data hosting centers because you know that that information isn't subject to warrants in the U.S. So for the U.S. companies, it's bad. There could also be some repercussions if the U.S. can can do this. You may see data residency requirements in Europe. They had tossed those around a couple years ago, whether. Uh, data about citizens needs to actually be held in the country and not accessible by other countries. So it it kind of unleashes this whole can of worms uh, if it goes against Microsoft and if Congress doesn't kind of act quickly to update the law. Well, several of the justices did express frustration with applying the Stored Communications Act, which was 1986, (laughs) to this era of cloud computing and said they would prefer that Congress act on a pending bipartisan proposal to update the law. So where does that proposal stand and what is it? That's exactly right. I, you know, in terms of where it stands now, I've uh, I've forgotten the the nitty gritty of it. I know that uh, Orrin Hatch was in uh, was in the courtroom today, uh, kind of listening to arguments that it's been. You know, there's a lot of lobbying money going into this. I'm not sure um, where it stands in in the committee. Um, but yeah, this certainly needs to be updated by Congress. You know, the the law was written when people were still conceptualizing computers as essentially just an electronic storage or file cabinet, right? Um, there wasn't the issue of of uh, just being able on a mass level to access things that are stored remotely. And so we're kind of shoehorning a law that doesn't fit with the realities of today to a situation that's very much involved with uh, with the realities created by cloud computing. And so it's in everybody's best interest for Congress to come up with with a solution. But, you know, we're we're looking at. Um, a somewhat slow process, I think, by the time you actually you know, get an update. There seems to be bipartisan support. Everybody agrees that it needs to get done. Uh, it just kind of needs a final push to get over the finish line. So, you know, maybe maybe sometime later this year, maybe, maybe next year, uh, tech companies certainly hope sooner than later. In the meantime, is it that much of a detriment for Microsoft if it has to turn over some emails? I don't know how many search warrants it's served with, but it doesn't seem like a, like a burden. In this isolated incident, I would say it's not a huge burden. It's the policy. For Microsoft, this is largely uh, a symbolic fight, and it creates a precedent down the road. And so, you know, you're, you're looking at kind of the snowball effect is you don't want to um, to you know, the one case involving a drug trafficker, probably not a huge deal. But then, when you get into multiple different warrants, when you have uh, companies abroad kind of looking at the legal precedent that's created in the U.S. when making determinations as to where they're going to house their data, um, you know, kind of what investments are going to be made abroad, that's when Microsoft really starts to to worry about the precedential impact of this decision. Uh, about uh, forty-five seconds here, Matt. Is this akin to Apple's stance over an iPhone unlocking an iPhone? It, it has a little bit of a similar flavor. I think that the the Apple iPhone issue. Um, it raises some similar privacy concerns, but I would distinguish the two in that the Microsoft case is a little bit more about investment in 
uh, in data centers and in cloud security generally. So it's it's maybe uh, more of a security issue than a privacy issue. So for Apple, they want to be sure that everybody knows when you've got an iPhone, your data is secure uh, and it's going to be difficult to, to pull it out of there. For Microsoft, they're looking to invest uh, substantial, substantial figures. You know, in the in the tens, we're approaching hundreds of billions between uh, some of the big three cloud computing companies in Europe over the next, uh, or globally over the next couple of years. All right. And so we'll ha- we have issue. to leave it there, but we'll pick it up at least in June when the the court comes down with a decision. That's Matt Larson, Bloomberg Government Technology Litigation Analyst from our San Francisco bureau. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.